0: pass the mic check one, two. and strike up the band a one
1: a two a you know what to do
0: i'm jared hall from entertainment weekly and here's what to watch on monday february 1st today's podcast is gonna be a bit different today marks the beginning of black history month and we will be celebrating black performers and artistry on What to Watch throughout February. Today's top three picks will highlight some of the best new TV and movies from Black Voices that you can find on streaming right now. So let's get to it. Kicking off our top three picks for today is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Netflix's adaptation of the late great August Wilson's 1984 play. The film takes place in a Chicago recording studio in 1927, as demanding blues singer Ma Rainey lays down tracks with her band. Tempers flare over the course of one long night, not least because of arrogant, ambitious trumpeter Levy, who has plans to secure his own record deal. The film features powerhouse performances from Viola Davis as Ma Rainey and Chadwick Boseman as Levy, making his final film appearance after his tragic death from cancer in August. Director George C. Wolfe recently spoke to EW's Marcus Jones about his memories of working with Boseman on the film.
1: There's this image that I have that was, it was, the, it was the day, one of the days, <laughs> it, was, it was the last week, one of the days, where Levy was going through trauma monologue number three, or whichever one it was, <laughs> and, and just outside of the band's room, there are these stairs where he has this final scene with Sturdivant about negotiating the money. And so we'd finish in, in, in that room. We would finish working, and he, you know, guts, his entire guts and emotions of all was spilled all over the floor. And then he'd go and he'd be reclining on those stairs, and I'd give him about two or three minutes. You know, and his team was working around him and then I'd approach and they cleared away and I would and he, he wouldn't even <laughs> look at me. He yeah. would just go I would come over and I'd say, You have another one in me? And he went, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'd start to talk and he and, and then he'd sort of gesture with his hand and I just start talking about something to try or something to think about or something to do or something to this the da 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 and I'm giving him information and he literally hasn't lifted his head or his entire body from those steps and boom. And he goes, Okay, and then he did it, and then I'd go away and we'd be fixing up the shot or whatever. And then he'd come back in and charge into it again, as with the other three guys. And yeah. we did that for three hours. So just that it's, it's what I love. I love I love it's the one thing which I love about actors is they bravely, joyfully at times Viola might disagree, but they bravely, <laughs> joyfully put it out there. And in, a, in, a, yeah. in, a, in a way that that, uh, that allows us, as an audience, to see our, our humanity in all its glory and in all of its foolishness.
0: Bozeman is expected to land a posthumous Oscar nomination for his work in the film. But Ma Rainey is an actor showcase from top to bottom with seasoned character actors like coleman domingo and glenn turman and up-and-coming zola star taylor page also among the cast and it's a showcase for black artistry of all kinds from the filmmaking to the fantastic blues music including a score by jazz icon branford marsalis you can check out ma rainey's black bottom on netflix now Sticking with Netflix and with Chadwick Boseman for our number two pick, The Five Bloods. Another player in this award season, the latest Spike Lee joint follows a group of black Vietnam veterans as they return to the country in search of a stolen cache of gold they buried there during the war. Boseman appears in flashbacks as the group's beloved commander, Storm and Norman, who died in combat. Here's a clip from the film.
1: So what you saying, Blood? I'm saying... We repossess this gold, like they about to come repossess your Castro convertible now. (laughs) (laughs) We repossess this gold for every single black boot that never made it home. Every brother and sister stolen from Mother Africa to Jamestown, Virginia, way back in 1619. We give this gold.
0: The Five Bloods also boasts a standout performance from Delroy Lindo, who plays Paul, a troubled member of the Bloods, whose support of President Trump causes tension in the group. Though Lindo was reluctant to take on the role of a Trump supporter, Lee insisted on keeping that facet of the character. EW's movies editor David Canfield recently spoke to the director about this for EW's The Awardist series. Take a listen.
1: time we got these freeloading immigrants off our backs and built that wall. Negroes better wake the up with the quickness. No, 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 uh, no. Saying, Don't um, tell me that you voted for President Big Bones Bird. Why was it important for you to stick to that for that character, even after Delray had asked her otherwise? Well, number one, my late mother would always tell me that black people not one monolithic group, and dramatically I was thinking well, what can I come up with which would bring the most friction between this tightly knit group of guys? I mean, when you come out of war and you, and you come with the guy who is to your left and the guy to your right, I mean, they are bonds that are made in war. So it's going to take something super duper large to put a wedge
0: in. And it, t- it didn't take me long to think of Agent Orange. You can check out our full interview with Lee on EW.com and be sure to subscribe to EW's The Awardist podcast for more from this year's Oscar contenders. New episodes drop every week starting this Friday. As for To Five Bloods, you can stream it now on Netflix. It's trivia time. Today, a question about Spike Lee. In addition to writing and directing, Lee has also acted in several of his films, particularly early in his career. In fact, which movie was the first of Lee's directorial efforts he did not act in? Malcolm X, Get on the Bus, or He Got Game? Stick around for the answer. Our episode kicking off Black History Month continues now with a recommendation from EW staff writer Chancellor
2: Agard. This month, as is the case with every month, I'm rewatching Atlanta, or at least thinking about it. Atlanta is Donald Glover's surreal, darkly comedic comedy on FX that's run for two seasons. And we're uh, waiting for the next two seasons, three and four, with bated breath, um, because it's been two years since season two aired. But uh, the show on paper is about uh, it stars Donald Glover as this guy named Earn. He's this sort of penniless college dropout. Who uh, decides to become his uh, up-and-coming rapper cousins manager. Uh, His rapper cousins played by Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Emmy nominated actor. And with that, so he ends up working with his cousin um, Alfred aka Paperboy and Alfred's friend Darius played by Lakeith Stanfield. and the show is about watching them sort of rise up the ranks of Atlanta's rap scene. Uh, but the show, what I love about it so much is that it's so much more than that. The show, for lack of a better term, it's not concerned with political correctness or respectability politics. It's this portrait of black life, specifically poor black life, something we rarely see on television. And it's very specific to this city, to these three people, plus Ern's girlfriend slash mother of his child, Van, played by Zazie Beats. We see them struggle. We see them change cheat, steal to get ahead. I mean, the first season's about Alfred, sort of how he's funding his rap business by selling weed. And then season two is about how the selling weed becomes hard when you, when you start to make a name for yourself as a rapper, uh, people start recognizing everywhere. Um, Season one was a very episodic season. One week would follow Earn and Van as they go to a bougie Juneteenth party. The next week would just sort of, uh, would follow Earn as he tries to sort of find his missing jacket and the keys to his home, which is a storage locker. At all times, it's a mixed tragedy and comedy to hilarious and heartbreaking effect. And then season two dug even deeper. Season two was titled Robin Season, and it aired sort of in the wake of the presidential election of 2016. I think it aired in 2018, um, but they started writing it around the 2016 election, and the whole purpose of Robin season was sort of setting it, uh, Robin season in Atlanta is this time, right before Christmas, where crime increases, because people are sort of on edge and uh, trying to buy gifts for their loved ones. And the show, the writers, uh, Donald Glover, uh, in particular, and his brother, Stephen Glover, along with a whole host of fabulous writers like Stephanie Robinson, who now executive produces What We Do in the Shadows, took that idea of Robin's season and sort of expanded it to explore the different ways in which it feels like we, like that black people specifically feel like they're being robbed, either of their dignity, of their time or money. Um, and season two has some of the, some of the best television I've ever seen. Uh, there's Teddy Perkins, this dark, scary rumination on the perils of fame that follows uh, Lakeith Stanfield's Darius as he tries to buy this rainbow keyboard from this reclusive former child pop star named Teddy Perkins, played by Donald Glover in Whiteface, or the next week would sort of follow, earn sort of tragicomic Odyssey to just spend a $100 bill, but no one would let him because of racism, because they didn't believe it was a real $100 bill. Again, I I don't want to spoil so much, but it's just the way that that season, for me at least personally, especially in like 2018. 18, when I was watching it, it really captured the sense that a lot of us were feeling, uh, that I feel on a lot of people feel on a daily basis in this country, but also what many people were feeling especially after the election and realizing what kind of country this is and sort of having to face these harsh truths and feeling like something was robbed from us. And I think that season was very dark and moving. And I think about it constantly. You will not be disappointed by this thought-provoking, dreamy, surreal comedy entertaining while also being important, so much so that the show won a Peabody Award. Thanks for
0: that recommendation, Chance. By the way, the first two seasons of Atlanta are available to stream on Hulu. And be sure to tune in to What to Watch every day this month for more picks from our staff for the TV shows, movies, documentaries, and more that celebrate black voices and artists. And that takes us to today's number one pick, but first this quick break. This week in entertainment history, singer-songwriter Bob Marley was born on February 6th, 1945 in Nine Mile, Jamaica. Marley rose to stardom in the 1960s with his band The Wailers, helping pioneer the reggae genre with his distinctive musical style. Over his lifetime, Marley became an icon of Jamaican culture and music and of the Rastafari religious movement. He tragically died of melanoma at just 36 years old in 1981 but his music remains beloved and iconic worldwide. Number one. And now our number one pick for today, Steve McQueen's Small Axe. For his latest project, the Oscar-winning director of Widows and 12 Years a Slave produced something unique, an anthology of five films all focusing on the life of black West Indian immigrants in London. The five entries, all co-written and directed by McQueen, are all worth watching, but the standouts include Lover's Rock, an hour-long recreation of the reggae house parties in early 80s London, Mangrove, a courtroom drama based on the real-life trial of nine black activists in 1971, and Red, White, and Blue, which stars John Boyega as Leroy Logan, a London police officer trying to reform the force from within. For those of you who only know Boyega from Star Wars, get ready for a performance like you've never seen from him. The actor recently spoke with EW's Derek Lawrence about that performance. Here's a bit of their conversation.
1: I couldn't help but be taken by the quote from you as Leroy, where he's just like, "I just feel like someone's got to be the bridge." And when you're doing that, you just realize you're alone. Like yeah. I can't imagine how isolating like that must feel for someone to take that on. Yeah. What was it like for you taking that weight on and playing that out? Yeah, it was, I felt the change in that in that line, and that was such a natural scene to to film. You know, Steve kind of left us alone in this cafe and, and had us have this this conversation and. For me, I, I I relate to that point as Leroy. I was like, I understand why this guy is saying it because he is alone, you know, statistically. I mean, how many black black police officers did they have, you know, in the streets, and, you know, and they definitely didn't have enough to give him a black partner or whatever it is he needed for those specific communities. Um, and in a sense, he became the poster boy too. It's like a very isolating experience. So. I understand, you know, why he said that and and the loneliness that he felt, you know, in that moment. And that's what I played.
0: Powerful stuff. You can read that full interview at EW.com and you can stream Small Axe on Amazon Prime Video. And now the answer to today's trivia question. What was the first movie Spike Lee directed that he did not act in? Malcolm X, get on the bus or he got game. If you picked get on the bus, then you picked right. One of Lee's lesser known works, the 1996 film follows a group of black men on a cross-country trip to join the 1995 Million Man March in Washington, D.C. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow. Be sure to rate and review the show. And, of course, follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW, and I'm at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Akalina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmal and Carly Usdin.